Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Thursday, the 22nd of June. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley Brewer, on Talk. Coming up, the mission to rescue the missing Titanic sub is in its final hours this morning. As the Coast Guard uh, in the US says the oxygen for the five people on board is set to run out at 12.08 p.m. That's UK time. Meanwhile, the Bank of England is expected to raise interest rates for the 13th time in a row at lunchtime today after inflation stubbornly stuck at 8.7% yesterday, putting more pressure on mortgage holders. And at Chancellor Jeremy Hunt told the COVID inquiry that the UK's first lockdown could have been avoided if quarantining had started earlier. Yet more utter abject nonsense for Jeremy Hunt. What a surprise, everybody. It's coming up to 6.34. This is Talk Breakfast. Well, good morning to you. This is Talk Breakfast. As I say, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Um, I have to say, it's amazing. I think the whole country, bizarrely, is kind of on tenterhooks. We have um, a a British billionaire, Hamish Harding, two other British citizens, um, the uh, Pakistani millionaire Shazada Dawood and his 19-year-old son, Suleiman, plus uh, a French sub-pilot, Paul-Henri Najado, and uh, the head of Ocean Gate Expedition Stock from Russia. They are still in that tiny 21-foot submersible sub, Titan, underneath the oceans um, in the mid-Atlantic, Um, we think somewhere around the Titanic wreck and their oxygen is fast running out. 96 hours of oxygen is on board as a safety mechanism for this sub for an eight hour mission. Well, uh, they left on that mission at four o'clock on Sunday morning. And yesterday, the U.S. Coast Guard uh, Captain uh, Jamie Frederick, the man who is the response coordinator for uh, this uh, rescue mission, um, basically said we've worked out how much oxygen they have left. And at 12.08 UK time today, that oxygen runs out, bearing in mind they'll have had limited food and water, uh, probably already suffering from hypothermia from the cold. But that clock is ticking down. Realistically, 12,500 feet down, that is where they are. It's where they were lost, uh, believed to have been when they lost contact uh, with their surface uh, ship. Um, They've got to actually get a Another submersible down there to pull them to the surface. Realistically, when I go off air at 10 o'clock this morning, if that sub has not been found, realistically, those five men will not make it out alive. So much focus of the world has gone on this. Huge resources for around the world, private companies, US Coast Guard, uh, the Canadian Coast Guard, help uh, and advice from the the British Royal Navy. And um, a lot of people are asking why so much has gone into trying to save these five men who 
Some would say we're foolhardy enough to get into this submersible in the first place. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I think so many of us are spit on this. Absolutely, you know, thinking there but for the grace of God go I, if I was foolish enough to pay such money to do something so crazy. Um, wanting these people desperate to be alive, especially this teenage lad, the rest of his life ahead of him, persuaded obviously by his dad. Yeah, go and do this. Your dad, his dad says it's OK, it must be safe. Um, your heart goes out to the families of these people. Your heart goes out. And yet so many people are saying the resources going into this, the, the focus on this. Why not the focus on so many other people who, who may be in need of sort, that sort of help? I'd just love to hear your thoughts. Where, where are you on this this morning? Do get in touch. Tweet me at Talk TV. Text the word talk, then your message to 87222. And you can call. I've been amazed. The calls we've had on this have been absolutely extraordinary. It turns out huge number of our people in our audience work in, work in remote operating, remote operated vehicles under the ocean floor. Who knew? They genuinely do. Um, 0344 499 is the number to call to get in touch. Um, let's first of all, though, get the thoughts of Candice Holdsworth. Uh, she's a commentator and writer and she joins us this morning. Um, this is the only story anyone I know is talking about. Yes, it's completely dominated the headlines. I must say, though, people say that you can still hold out hope. I'm keeping my expectations very, very low with this. Yeah, I have to say that as soon as this story emerged, when we were discussing on the first day, we had um, uh, one of our guests. We're going to speak to him again today because he is one of the experts in this, Chris Parry. Yes, Admiral. yes. He knows, his, uh, he knows his onions. And also he spoke to a former NATO submarine commander. People who know what they're talking Absolutely. about, and um, which, let's face it, most of us don't mm. uh, on this particular issue, um, and indeed many others, you might suggest. Uh, and, uh, and and very early on, they were basically saying there were pretty much limited hopes. I mean, you know, one yes. percent chance. Um, you look, if you're a family member, and we've seen interviews now, haven't we, with sort of various you know, cousins and sisters and some mm. of those on board, there, you, you've got to keep hope alive. Have to. But it really is, it really is, the clock is ticking down. Um, there are some concerns here about, you know, this search. Concerns that, for instance, you know, the, the safety mechanisms on board, the, the, the fail-safe, um, mm. what, you know, why they, you know, why they didn't raise um, the alarm with the Coast Guard for eight hours. They seem to have allowed, they're thinking, oh, well, uh, we've lost, we've lost contact, but the, but the submersible will, will come up again. Seems pretty irresponsible. Um what, what do you make of that criticism? Well, there have been, yes, well, it seems there have been reports that they contacted a British firm called Magellan first, but then the US Coast Guard wouldn't give Magellan the um, permits to come in and help. Yeah. So maybe that was just poor thinking once yeah. again on the part of Oceangate, you know, not knowing the protocols that needed to be followed. But you'd think they would know. Yes, I mean, you know, the whole thing, I mean, a lot of people who've done that journey have said when they went down to view the Titanic in that submersible, something went wrong. Yeah. It seems like something went wrong every time they did a dive. Mm. And uh, I'm thinking even if everything went right, it would still be horrific. Yes. I mean, you think about the aviation industry. I mean, how highly regulated it is. I mean, they have to do numerous checklists yeah. before they're allowed to take off. Anything carrying passengers mm. like that is highly, highly regulated. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's not regulated. I mean, lots of the sea isn't regulated in the same way as partly part of that is, well, you're only causing an injury to yourself. You're taking that choice. This waiver form these men have signed basically mentioning the word death three times. Now, OK, you might sign a waiver form if you're doing bungee jumping on a holiday or something, but there the, the do seem to be an awful lot of risk. And, of course, there's been, I mean, the front page of The Sun yesterday, uh, a, uh, a, a man, a British man living in Dubai who, who was signed up to do this, paid his deposit for his $250,000 journey, and then went, yeah, had a look at what was going on. No, thanks. Yes. I, I've looked into this. This doesn't look safe. Um the, I, I, I mean, there are a lot of people of sympathy. Uh, again, for me, it's the 19-year-old. Sorry, that's yes, that, as a mum, yes, as a teenager myself. Yes. Is you know, put it this way: if his, if if they get out alive, if if I was the mother of that 19-year-old, 
the, the father would be dead within five minutes anyway, because I would be strangling him for doing that to my child. I'm sorry, that's not my mum's reaction there. Um, but um, I, I think I know a lot of people, I mean, everyone I know is coming, but do you know any more about this? Do you know any more about this? You know, then I said, don't know any more than, you know, the, the, what we're hearing from the US Coast Guard and others. But I, um, I, I, I think a lot of people are saying, look, the, the resources that have gone into this, the focus that's gone into this, is it because it's a bunch of billionaires uh, millionaires and all that focus and then they're comparing it with say the the migrant boat that went down off the coast of Greece where they think you know three four hundred people could have died and the, the sort of the lack of resources that went into that is that a fair comparison or is that the usual sort of hand-wringing liberal oh but if you spent this money on schools wouldn't everything be better I mean well what's the scenario they imagine that's what the US Coast Guard says no, we're not going to help them, let them die. I mean, that is their job. Yes, I mean, that would never happen. I mean, human empathy kicks in and it doesn't matter who someone is. You help them if they're in yeah. trouble. Obviously, these things garner huge amounts of media attention. So the authorities carrying out the search are going to feel that pressure yeah. as well. They're yeah. going to be judged for this. Absolutely. And there is an element also, because for so many of us, it's our worst nightmare. So many people are afraid thing. of going to yeah. see, under the sea. I'm amazed by the number of people I know who, you know, ski on black runs, go up in a hot air balloon, they, they'll sky everything. So the thought of going even 10 foot underwater terrifies the living daylights out of them. And I've done wreck dives yes. um, inside boiler uh, boiler rooms here with um, in, in, inside wrecks, you know, 30 metres under. I wouldn't go to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean to visit the Titanic. And I certainly wouldn't do it where it's sort of outside of my control. Whereas I'm scuba diving, I can, I've got control. I know how much air I've got. I know how long I can be there. I'm with other people. You know, I scuba dive, you, know, you always have a knife with you so you can cut yourself free uh, if you get caught in something and you have other people around you. This the, 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 the lack of safety around this sub is what terrifies a lot of people. But also, I think the, the, the actual fact of it all, when we saw the inside of that sub, it's basically a metal tube, 21, 22 feet long, just pretty empty. You know, they've got a rudimentary toilet system. So I'm going to go with bucket, a bucket with a lid. Um, uh, it, it just the most basic surprise. They told, they, we told, of course, we've got this 96 hours of oxygen, but... Um, there are some concerns that they didn't have what's called a scrubber to take the carbon dioxide out of the of the air. So you're looking at people basically getting, you know, uh, basically people be unconscious. The four, the five men on board would like to be unconscious by now, even if they still got oxygen. Um, it's it's basically freezing temperatures down there. If they have had a power outage, which is what seems to be the the, the expectation, then they'll be suffering from hypothermia. They've got limited food and water. Food, not an issue, but water, you can't go three days without water. Yes. Um, whatever water supplies they had, um, they will have be very likely to be running out now. I mean, we are talking about the most desperate scenario. And yet the hope is still there. Let's have a little listen to what the US Coast Guard um, uh, response coordinator, Jamie Frederick, did have to say at that press conference last night. When you're in the middle of a search and rescue case, you always have hope. That's, that's why we're doing what we do. Um, with respect to the noises specifically, we, we don't know what they are, uh, to be frank with you. Um, we, the, the P3 detected noises. That's why they're up there. That's why they're doing what they're doing. That's why they put sonar buoys in the water. Um, the good news is, what I can tell you is we're searching in the area where the noises were detected, and we'll continue to do so. Well, he's focusing there, obviously, still having hope, but also on the on the on the noises. We'd heard that banging. We talked about that on the show yesterday. Um, and, and again, a couple of our guests pointed out this idea that there would be a noise, that, a banging noise that was every 30 minutes. Like, no, if if you were in distress and bearing in mind, these are experienced explorers, at least three of them, very experienced. You would you know, you would be banging out, you know, every two minutes an SOS code. 
Um, you know, that's what you did. That that would be the signal you were going to give. But also the idea that actually with this sort of uh, this hot, this uh, this little a little <laughs> bathtub in 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 the in the ocean, it, it, it's carbon. It's not it's not metal. Difficult to even make a noise that could be heard more than a few feet away. And as many have said, the ocean is very noisy anyway, especially around the Titanic. Yeah. I mean, they've said they don't know. They've had yeah. to bring in people to analyze the sound. Is it what they think it is, or is it something mm-hmm. else? Yeah. People will grab onto anything, though. They really will, indeed. Well, also we know that overnight, a the Victor six thousand uh, vehicle, which is cap- what the only basically the only vehicle underwater vehicle capable of rescuing. Uh, the Titan, so it's actually capable of going down to this depth, go down to twenty thousand feet, lays cables and things, and brings them up. Yes. So it could actually and has could grab could grab it and bring it to the surface. That has actually arrived on the scene. So if they can locate the sub, they at least have a method of bringing it yes. up. Question is, can they locate it in time? Can they bring it up in time with that oxygen running out? Twelve oh eight today. That's when they think the oxygen runs out for those five men. It is a race against time. Any news coming in on this? Anything at all? I promise we will bring it to you here first. Here on Talk Breakfast. Stay tuned. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio.